Yo, yo, yo. You can record in Google? Yeah, you didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, you can record. I was wondering the whole time how you're going to record this, but all right. Uh, no, yeah, you can record in Google, bro. Um, so what's up, fellas? It's um, Aloe back at it again with another episode of the Aloe cast. And now we have the Twitter uh, brother Cardinal, Mason Cardinal, a.k.a. your favorite Twitter account. Um, and he's here to impart some game on you guys. And so, Mason, kind of introduce yourself, um, and then we'll just go from there. What up? I'm Cardinal Mason. Um, been on Twitter for actually, I think yesterday was like my uh, year anniversary of hitting a thousand followers. So it's cool. We've come a long way, bro. Um, I know you were just telling me that like you like had been on money Twitter for a year. So we're evolving, bro. I love it. Yeah. I'm i I'm a copywriter, email marketer, um, all around good guy. I don't really know what to introduce myself as. I never really have to do this. Usually other people do it for me. <laughs> nah, because I was gonna introduce you. I was like, yeah, Mason's like five foot six. He does email marketing. Um, five seven. <laughs> yeah, really? I'm five seven. <laughs> I'm almost average, bro. Yeah, because I, 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 I really thought you were like five nine, five ten. Um, because I have no perception of height on the internet. Right? Everyone just looks pretty decently height. You feel me? But it's it's nice to see that we have short kings killing it. Um, always, bro. <laughs> That's what short kings do. We kill it. It's so funny. Well, actually, I was talking to another guy about how like one of the dudes that we were in Mexico with like also has a terrible perception of height and he was telling everyone that I'm five three and telling everyone that David's six one or something like that. <laughs> six six not five three. Yeah bro it's all right we rock with it. No it, yeah. to, it actually used to bother me a lot. Not to get on a tangent or anything but like I used to like because I've always been like short like my parents are fucking tiny bro my mom's like five nothing my dad's like five nine it's like i never had a shot right like there was no way i was going to the nba <laughs> like when i was in high school and stuff like that i used to be like fuck like what am i gonna grow and i was just like waiting and then i realized it's like oh wait like i don't need to be tall bro i already got this house yeah no facts because both both my parents are short as shit too like both my parents are five foot eight right i'm six two my other little, my yeah, oldest little sister, she's five nine. My other little sister, she's middle child, she's six two, and then my youngest Whoa. sister, she's five foot ten, right? So out of nowhere, she they just fucking birth trees. Um, and so it's like I think my kids are gonna get the short end of the stick and be short as fuck. But maybe if I go marry a, a giant, I'll go have average size kids. Um, or you have to like you have so much potential. If you're six two, like five ten. Oh, bro, to tree a branch. I'm gonna go have NBA kids. Um, <laughs> so I actually do want to talk about this because the the reason like we first got connected, right, was because I had joined Cashflow Syndicate at the airport in Vegas, and I was just like at my like lowest point, like in my agency space. I was at a point where I was like, man, do I really want to do this, or do I want to go get like a sales job? Um, I had just came off with like my entire my entire year's worth of profit right and i was just like man fuck that had kind of hurt because you're just like man fuck i had worked so hard the entire year and i just lost it all because i was a fucking dickhead didn't pay back student loans and then they sent me like a lawsuit and i was just like fuck it whatever i had let's pay it off um and so then i came across like um you and david's like cash flow syndicate and i was just like copy sounds good let's just give it a try and so i got in there um and then boom, like it actually helped get me motivation because I was just like, dang, even though that I'm at my lowest point with my agency, it's people who are just getting started out who it's kind of, kind of, it's kind of bullshit. It's kind of a fucked up reason, but people getting started out that I'm doing better than already. So it's like, all right, cool. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not that bad in that bad of a position. <laughs> Bro, we actually tell everyone that, like, that's what we say. We like, we tell everybody inside cash and syndicate is like if you actually work hard like one day you can be like aloe so it's not just you bro we me and david say that too i appreciate it because like bro because I, I got in there right and i started working i just was like man fuck it like i just lit a lit a flame under me and i closed the deal like three days after i joined and i was just like all right cool i'm back um and then january hits right and then like the first week of january i reach out to like a lady at pepsi and then she bites on it and so I closed her, but I couldn't get past like the procurement stage where like they go right up the contract and all of that because they wanted me to go work. And like, there's so many contingencies on like the deliverables. And I was just like, this doesn't sound like something that I wanted to get into. So that that had fell through. Um, but I kept getting like more and more clients. So it was like kind of chill. 
Um, and so can you kind of tell me like what was like y'all's goal whenever y'all first started Catch Flow Syndicate and then like how you and David met for the people who don't know? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Well, first of all, I'm stoked that you actually got a lot out of it. You were in 1.0, which was basically like what we originally intended Catch the Syndicate to be, where it was like just like, I don't want to say money Twitter premium. That's basically what it was. Just like the stuff that we were already talking about, just like for the advanced people. Cause like when you're on Twitter, you have to kind of like talk at a base level so that more people will understand you get more engagement. It just spreads to a wider audience. Um, but when we have a bunch of people like you inside Cashflow Syndicate, where like they kind of get it right off the bat. We don't need to baby them. Like we can go straight to the advanced stuff. And so the story behind Cashflow Syndicate is I actually didn't know David until um, we got on a space with Luke. So Luke Alexander, I know it's your, your boy. <laughs> um, yeah so we we started talking at first i thought like i didn't i didn't know like what he was like like i i knew a lot of like at the time there was like this whole thing on twitter like the right-wing bodybuilders where it was like just these jack dudes who would talk about like drinking raw milk and eating eggs and with like you know, frying them and stuff like that and just like i thought he was one of those and so i didn't really like take him seriously um and he probably thought i was like a fucking nerd computer guy <laughs> So like I don't like I'm looking back on it like I honestly have no idea how we like sort of really partnered up, but like we both did email at the time. I was actually like I was still freelancing. Like ninety nine percent of my copywriting gigs as a freelancer were email based, but I wasn't really like doing any of the email stuff on the back end. And he was, and so we were just like talking a lot about email. Like I was doing the more creative side, he was doing the more like technical and sales side. And so we just started hopping on spaces and like sort of just doing like AMAs. And we get like two, three, 400 people in there at a time. And they would just come up and ask questions. And we would do these on Friday nights. It'd be like probably four or five of us, but me and David were really running it. And um, every, like every Friday night for like six weeks straight, we would go like for like five, six hours. And it was just these marathon uh, spaces. And like if most people won't know this, cause like it's a lot of new like Twitter people probably listening to this, but like back in like August, September, October, of Twitter, like that was the glory days, bro. It was so fun. I don't know what it was. There was just something in the water. It was just so much fun. I couldn't couldn't get off Twitter, bro. It was so fun. Yeah. And so eventually we uh we got in like a telegram chat. He was talking about like, dude, we need to monetize this. Like we're just giving all of this away. And so like the goal was to sort of make it like course content with the community. And instead of having people pay like a thousand dollars for a course, which like was pretty normal at the time, we would just charge nine bucks a week. And then you can like if you really just need the content and you're super down bad and you have no money and you only have nine dollars you can go through and just grind it out for a week and then you can cancel if you want but we also made it so that if you wanted to stay in you could stay in for an entire year and you would only be paying like i don't know the equivalent would be like 400 bucks and so with that you get all of the course content plus the community sounds like a sales pitch but this is just like <laughs> the time um and so yeah so we started doing that and then um it was kind of like a side thing for like up until recently but now like it's become like a thing that we really want to grow and we think has a ton of potential and so like yeah like that's that's where most of our effort goes these days actually yeah two two so i had i left the server because i i found myself spending too many times at answering every question that was just asked in cash flow syndicate um it was kind of taking me away from my um my, my actual agency and i was just like this is great like i love helping the people i love answering all these questions but like fuck, the main thing is the main thing right it's like i gotta keep my business to where i want to go and so i was just like fuck it let me just scale my business to where i am and then i'll rejoin later and just go back to answering questions because that's what I, I that's what i love to do bro because whenever i, got, I first got started bro I, I had a raw dog everything you feel me it was no community for me to turn to where people that were above me or like above me, quote unquote, that I could turn to and ask questions. So it's like that's how I'm paying it for, right? Because you never know what your piece of what piece of advice that you give someone and how they react to it, where it might take them in life. It is always good being in someone's like journey. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. That that makes me it just makes me like generally happy. Um, and so like I, I had left, and I I miss it because it's like man, fuck. Like damn, I don't, I don't get to answer all these questions, and now when I get DMs on on Twitter, like it's a lot more, like beginners, right? I'm just like just join a cash flow syndicate, honestly. Like every question that you get to ask me, there is literally like a module in cash flow syndicate that that will answer this question a lot more in depth than I will, 
Cause I always tell people like, I'm not the best person to ask to like, how should I structure like a, an email, like a code email? Because how I do it is just super like unprofessional, mm-hmm. right? I'm sorry, I'm sending you a text message. You feel me? I have this, you, you need this, does it work? Yes or no? And for beginners, that's not how you want to get started because how I do it is not scalable. Right, I can't go give a, a, like a SDR or a BDR like, hey, this is how I send emails. You could go, you, you should go send your emails too because they don't have my charisma. Like, I'm the X factor. Mm-hmm. So, yes, yeah. that. Um, so my next question is like, okay, cool. Everyone knows that you went from you dropped out of school and then you started your copywriting. You worked with Chase Diamonds, right? Yeah. And so, how was that experience working at like a A class agency? Right, lessons that you learned from there, and you just said, "All right, I'm gonna go freelance." And then now you have your agency. So, like, how was that experience? How's that help you out right now? Right, because you had that relationship with Chase. You guys are dropping the copywriting course pretty soon. Yeah. Um, kind of just tell me like how that was working with him, and then like lessons that you learned from there. Bro, working at the agency was absolutely fucking massive for me at the time. Like, I I still think like if I didn't have that job, I would have never. I don't think I would be where I am right now. And I almost didn't take it because when I was starting like copy work, like I, I didn't know really what I was looking for. I just knew that I wanted to freelance and I wanted my sort of like time freedom. Um, and I accidentally kind of like stumbled upon a job and um, I didn't really want that at first, but then I realized like what they were going to pay. And like, I had never seen 50 K a year before in my life. So I was like, well, fuck it. Like give it to me. Right. Um, plus I already had a couple of clients kind of on the side. And so like, it would have been like, it would have been great for me. Like I would have gotten out of the hole that I thought I was going to be in. For the rest of my life so um yeah like most people know this story like i, I dm chase on twitter because he posted the uh, job openings for a copywriter designer and a marketer i was like i'm a copywriter and so i finally got through like i got through all this stuff chase actually didn't really work in the agency at that time like they started in 2018 and then he had a kid and so he mostly just did like sales for the business and didn't really like spend a lot of time like inside just like fine that's like what you're supposed to do as a business owner but like i like looked up to him a lot and so like i was the only person at the company that would actually like reach out to him personally on slack and be like yo chase like i know you're doing mostly like personal brand stuff if you ever need help with that like whether it's like copywriting or emails or like just formulating tweets or like new ideas like let me know and so i, I worked for him for a long time for free like he would just need emails done for his newsletter um and he would like he would uh just hit me up and I just have it done in like five minutes because I just knew him so well in his voice and stuff like that. He started sending me freelance gigs like while I was working at his agency and he's just been sort of like a mentor. And so like over time, like we've just done more and more projects together. Like we've, he's like, uh, yeah, he's been like the only constant through my entire career. Like I've, I've had a lot of like short stints with like gigs and stuff like that, but I've been working with him directly since like end of 2020, like probably like September, October. And like we still work together and um he's just a fucking man bro like there's a lot of people that like are kind of like sharks like especially on twitter like if they have a business and they're on twitter like they're gonna try and like fuck you over at some point like they're super money driven chase is not like chase is a very genuine dude like he's he's very generous with like anytime i help him with something he's always happy to like go above and say like i know you said this price but i'm happy to pay you a little bit more because you did you went above and beyond so like he's just the man with that and so now like this copywriting course is something that we're actually going 50 50 on and it's like the first time we've ever been like equal partners on something and dude i am so excited about it like i i like i i um it's it's one of the first projects that i've done where like i'm actually super stoked because i feel like i'm actually working for myself like you probably feel like when you're doing like freelance work for your or agency work for your clients, like you are your own boss, but also like they are your boss too. Right? Like kind of 50, 50, like you're managing yourself, but also they're managing you because they can fire you if you want. Right now I feel like this is like, Oh wait, now like I am, I'm big CEO. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's cool. And so, um, yeah, dude, I, I, I have like, it's kind of like sort of like a Drake and Wheezy relationship mm-hmm. <laughs> where it's like, <laughs> yeah well yeah chase is lil wayne i i feel like i'm drake because i'm canadian <laughs> um and like yeah same sort of like kind of come up story but yeah all all love to chase in the world bro he's the man no that's interesting because chase diamond like i feel like whenever i got on money twitter right it was like two courses that everyone was talking about it was a code email it was code email wizards course and then it was chase diamond's email marketing course and i feel like chase bred a new generation of email marketers 
right? Because he made it seem like so effortless, so easy that everyone who took his course made it seem so effortless and so easy. So everyone's just like email marketing, boom, that's what I'm gonna go do. And so yeah. it's, it's, it's pretty awesome. So I feel like you guys are about to go breed like a new generation of like copywriters, right? And so yeah. you're like you're leaving your input, like your forever imprint on money Twitter. Like, like you feel me? Like you're, this is something that's like five, 10 years down the line, they're gonna be like, yeah, I took uh, Cardinal Mason's course. I took Chase Diamond's like copywriting course. And like, bro, it just changed my like changed like the trajectory of like my life. Um, I hope so, bro. Like, cause I I feel that way about brain dead simple copy. Like, I feel like there's kind of like a new wave right now where it's like, back in 2019, 2020, like copywriting, freelance copywriting. That's kind of why I got into it, cause it was like kind of a wave, right? It was a big thing. And like, I think there's still so much more value that like you can get just by like learning how to freelance and learning how to write in a certain way. And like, yeah, I, I, we want to bring it back. So. Brandon and civil copy basically made me. And that was like the number one course that I think like I contribute to like where I am now, but I think like it needs an update. Like there's more that should be said and there's more that people can learn. And so like, that's our goal with this. Exactly. That's where, that's where the big CEO steps in. <laughs> um, so you, you've met a lot of guys on Twitter, right? And so I don't know if you're familiar with like the bow tie bull community where it's like, you're not, you're not supposed to meet anyone off the internet. You're not you're supposed to just make your money, stay by yourself, don't enjoy life, work, 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 right? Mm -hmm. And for me, it's kind of like, no, dude, like I'm 23 years old, right? I make decent money. I want to meet the people that I've met off the internet. Like this past weekend, I met Gustav um, in person. Boy, yeah, bro. But we had, so I had met him on Saturday night because they had drove from Detroit and we were supposed to go out. But they don't pull up to like the bar to like one o'clock in the morning. It closes at two, right? And so when Gustav pulls up, we, we find some shorties. We're running like a two-man mission, whatever, whatever. It doesn't play out. And then the next night, um, <laughs> we link again, and then we just had like a super like in-depth conversation. Like, bro, we smoked like two packs of cigarettes, <laughs> just like blowing through them, just talking, just topping shit, talking. It was like holy shit, like we're the exact same person, but like different, right? And so I was like, damn, like. That was like really like the first person. Well, really, I met Nick Abrahams before I met Gustav, but I didn't really get to like chop it up with Nick because um, I met him at, when, it, when he was working at his office. And so it was like, I don't like, I want to meet more and more people off Money Twitter in person and kind of just chop shit up and kind of just like see where everyone's at because like, that's super cool. Because like now I know Gustav, like, that's my boy now. Like you feel me? Like we have to go start, start planning trips and shit. Um, so I know you, Ben, Luke, David, and uh, and their girls had taken that trip to Greece. So like, how like how was that? Like you know, meeting people off the internet, and then becoming like lifelong brothers. Bro, like it's it's so funny you mentioned that because like I honestly feel like that is the point of business. Like that's the point of what we're doing here, is it not? Like yeah, it was it was me, Ben, uh, David, Luke, and Danny. Shout out Danny. Uh, he's like on the come up. Not a lot of people. I like lump him in with us yet but like he's he's one of the funniest dudes i've ever met he's and he's super fucking smart i want you should meet him too you guys would get along really well um but yeah bro i mean like i was in a position last year probably like 14 months ago like beginning of the summer 2021 where like i was doing well like for my age i think that was when i was doing like between 20 and 25 a month and like all i was doing was just sitting in my house and working like i hadn't traveled I hadn't really met anyone. I didn't, I wasn't on Twitter really yet. Um, and I had just gotten out of a relationship. And so I was just super isolated, like working 24 seven. And it was like awful, bro. Like it was the worst. It was, there was no, you, you didn't get to reap the rewards of what you work Monday to Friday for. And so like, I was, I was working 10 times as hard as someone, you know, working like a regular ass job, but I was, only spending like three grand a month so like I, I my brain didn't register that i was like in the place that i was because i wasn't using any of the money that i earned and so it was like it was actually fucked. like i don't recommend that for anyone if you are like between the ages of like 18 to like 24 or 25 or whatever and you're like making good money like go out and connect with people and like see what the world looks like a little bit you know what I mean? Like the first time I went to Miami, I realized that I was thinking way too small and that 25 a month was nowhere near enough to have the, the type of fun that I wanted to have. You know what I mean? Cause like you, you can go out in the city that I'm in, like I'm still kind of parked in like a pretty chill city. Like Niagara is like, it's a nice city and there's a lot of like 
money here, but it's not a lot of like nightlife money where like you can still go out to a club and, you know, get a table for 500 bucks and like you don't have to spend more than a grand on bottles. Right. So it's like manageable. Like most people can do that. But like when you go to Miami, like we were going to go to live tables like 5K, the table that you want, like in between like the entrance and the bathroom mm -hmm. where everyone's walking by. So you guys spend 5K on a table and you're probably going to spend another 5K on drinks. And then you're going to have to pull up in an Uber XL or an Uber Black because you got to look fly and you got to dress nice and you got to wear a watch and you got to, you know, you got to invite the girls to boat day, which is going to be another 15K. So it's like you need way more money to like actually play this game. And you don't realize that until you actually go to these places and see the world. Like I don't blame, you know, if you're a kid from Ohio and you've never like, you know, um, like really popped it at a club or anything like that. And you've never like met cool people that like you would never meet in your hometown. Like no wonder, like you're bored. It doesn't matter how much money you're making. Not yet. Cause even for me, we kind of have like similar stories. Cause whenever I dropped out of school in 2020, I was I was like in like a situation shit with a girl um, and we ended things and like I was just like, man, fuck it. I'm going to show her why she shouldn't have left me. I'm going to make so much fucking money. So I was just grinding my ass off. Right. Yeah, I did, yeah, yeah. I'll go to work for my mom, come back, work on my agency shit all night, wake up at nine, rinse, repeat. And then I went out with one of my boys. And this is actually the reason why I only call Uber Black XLs now, because I went out with him. And I was like, um, like he's like i'm gonna call the uber and i was like sure whatever um and he called the uber black excel and it was just me and him the guy the uber comes out he opens the door for us right and he's like i've never had an uber open i was like this is nice we're sitting in the car right playing the music as loud as we want guys not talking to us right and then we get there he opens the door we get out and then once we get out the car like the level of respect that the, like the club like bouncers gave us because we just get out the uber black excel it's just me and him i was just like all right cool i get it now like you feel me i have all this money and, and i'm just sitting it sitting on it you know i'm not spending shit. nothing matters work 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 and now it's just like man fuck. i gotta go blow some of this right for to get like social equity um and kind of have fun you feel me and so now like you can't keep me in the crib thursday through that thursday through something i'm in the streets you feel me just having fun um, Bro, david actually told me something you said which i thought was such a bar and i am actually like i thought about it for a while um i I talked to David. He said, uh, Aloe, like, Aloe, like, never drives. I'm like, why? Like, he should be pushing, like, a fucking 911. And he's <laughs> like, he said, he said, Aloe told him that, like, uh, you ever see the boss drive yourself? I Uber everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you ever seen the boss drive himself? No, I guess not, bro. I guess not. So I thought that was cool, bro. I think that's a cool way to look at it. I personally love driving. Like, that's why I bought this stupid fucking truck that's in my driveway right now. Like, I like to fucking fly around and just, like, be a road bully. Yeah. But like if I'm like if I'm uh I don't know. If I'm gonna go on like a tear, like I don't need to drive. I'll just like Uber black everywhere. No, yeah. You see, and every time I leave the house, I'm going on a tear. You feel me? Every time I leave the house, I'm gonna go get at least seven shots in my system. You feel me? And so it's like it's no point to drive. Um and then I'll tell you the I'll tell you the story after we hop off the call. But my experience driving warrants me not to want to drive anymore. You feel me? Okay. <laughs> my cousin's with me he started fucking laughing yeah. <laughs> um, but bro i know what you mean about like like one it's like the the lifestyle thing is really like a snowball effect right where you say like thursday to sunday like you're always up doing something and like i'm kind of the same way now where it's like i'm never in my house for more than two weeks at a time really like i'm always traveling i i always have something to do every single weekend it's just like the complete opposite of like where i was last year and it's fucking sick like i'm never bored like i'm never thinking like fuck like should i like where should i go tonight like i'm i always know where i'm going and if i need like a weekend to just sort of like like relax and do nothing like i'll do that too like sometimes like every month or two i'll have like one weekend where it's like i don't talk to anybody phones off i take myself out for dinner i'll probably like go and see a movie by myself or i'll just like take a road trip or something like that like super easy but like yeah like i'm never bored there's always something to do yeah, because I, I feel like that balance, right? Because it's like a fine line, right? Between living like a lifestyle full of like gluttony and like hedonism, and then like living like a lifestyle that actually makes you happy. And sometimes you, you, you far, you lean too far like one way, right? And the lifestyle that makes you happy, right? Isn't necessarily what really makes you happy, but it's what you think makes you happy, right? Because maybe like for me, I love to work. You feel me? I could work all, like work all day. 
but that makes me happy. But also going out, you know, buying like 50 shots at the, at, 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 at the bar makes me extremely happy. You feel me? Going out with my friends and getting three, four, five rounds of shots makes me extremely happy because it's like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'm the man. <laughs> you feel me? Especially when we doing bottles too, it's like, Oh, it's a dangerous game to play because we were playing we were playing bottle wars in greece with this other table next to us yeah just knew that like for every one they would buy we would buy five mm-hmm. and, like, i know that like after three bottles that like that they were hurting because like they're obviously not us and yeah. so like me ben danny david uh luke is home with his girl but uh like four of us like we would just be like just throwing it so every time they got one we we'd wave the server over and be like bring us five more we didn't even drink them bro like we were honestly just pouring them out like pouring it into like the girls around us and like just spraying it everywhere just like dumping it in the bucket and shit like that it's just stupid because like, yeah, you do feel like, that that's like a core memory right i remember like the first time that i bought a bottle in the club i had bought a thousand dollar bottle of class a azul and i rung the bell and i had given it to my friends i was like yeah come on it's up we're up we're about to get so drunk Pass that motherfucker around the section. I get two shots after it. Pass that motherfucker around the section. By the time it gets to me, the bottle's fucking empty. I'm like, holy shit, that's a thousand dollars on the goddamn train. Yeah, that's six hundred bucks, bro. You paid six hundred bucks for two shots. <laughs> like I was just, I was just like, man, fuck. Like they got me, and I was just like, all right, cool. But like, it was fun. Everyone around me was having fun, so I was like, man, fuck it. Like this is good. But I like getting a bottle service right because, like, for me, it just makes me feel like the man. Like you feel me? Because it's like the whole presentation behind it, right? You get the bottles, the girls come to you, you know, you have, you have four or five bad bitches, you know, the bottle girls come to you waving, looking at you in your eyes while you're like, yeah, I feel like the man. Um, yeah. But on the flip, it's like, damn, I always look at my bank statements. It's like, yeah, maybe maybe I need to get a girlfriend, keep me in the goddamn house. <laughs> Don't look at your bank statements, bro. That's the worst mistake you can make because you know you're going to feel like shit after. Like, bro. See, you yourself. But my, my thing is, is that I'll be feeling like shit for like two seconds. Then it's like, oh, okay, let's spend some more money next month. And my thing is, is like, the more money that I spend every single month, the more I, the more motivated I am to go make more money. Cause it's like, I have to maintain this lifestyle that I'm building for myself. Um, Cause like, I see a lot of people, right? They get too caught up in like the lifestyle, right? And then all they're focused on is like, how could I display my life in a way that looks picture perfect, but they don't focus on like the cash flow of their business, right? And so for me, Just the baseline. This is like the bottom. I can't spend less than this the next month. Um, but then I have to go make more money. And so my next question for you is, right? You you had everyone knows your story, right? So I'm not even trying to get into your story, right? Everybody, every, everyone's done heard it about 55 times on your podcast, your podcast experiences, right? But you, I, I watched it on YouTube the other day, right? Your, your experience with Andrew Tate, right? Um, and whenever you were doing like the impressions on TikTok and you were doing them on Twitter, right? So how was that, right? Because that was interesting to see in display and cash flow syndicate whenever you guys kind of like gave us like the back back end um story. You know, like, yeah, like this is like I was like Mason's a crazy motherfucker because I, I saw what he did to Colty. <laughs> you feel me? And then from there, I was just like, yeah, let me not say nothing, no bad words about Big Bro. <laughs> you feel me? Yeah. So then like talking to him, communicating with him. Um, what was like your experience talking to the uh, the top two? Yeah, I can't say too much about it because, like, I don't know. I again, you don't want to poke the bear, right? Mm-hmm. You don't want you don't want to say anything that's gonna like because, dude. I I'll say right now, like, I have more respect for Tate than anybody. Yeah. Um, like, and I realized I learned that after like kind of what happened. Um, but honestly, like it it was like played up a lot on Twitter. Yeah. It really, not big of a deal. Um. I got roasted for like a day because I tweeted, spoke to Tate, fixed the issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like when we were in Telegram, like he ended the chat with like drinks one day in Miami. Like we were like, everything's good. Um, but I mean, like you realize when you talk to a guy like that, like who's fucking around and who's not. And um, like, yeah, just like you, you definitely have to be careful with like who you're talking about on the internet. If I could like, if I could go back, I probably would like be a little bit smarter about what I tweeted. Like for anyone who's who wasn't around with that, like basically I had an idea where it's like I wanted to like create a theme page based on like uh, my Tate impressions on TikTok um, and just like make a bunch of Tate impressions because I saw this other guy doing it. He would get like millions of views. And I was like, I could do that. <laughs> and so I I like I tweeted about it because I thought it was a good idea and I wanted I'd like to. 
with TikTok, like I like to build in public. I like people to kind of know like what I'm doing. And so like all I said was like, I could like take all of the people that were interested in Hustlers University um, and show them my Tate impression. And then because I'm getting so much traffic, just put Cash Sync in the bio and just see what happens. Like it wasn't about like trying to steal his audience or like take money from him or anything like that. And like looking back now, it's just insane to see that he even like acknowledged that. But like, cause he did follow me on Twitter once upon a time. Um, <laughs> no more, unfortunately, but, <laughs> but uh, yeah. And so I tweeted that he quoted it. So like, um, I'm going to fucking kill this kid. Basically <laughs> I apologized to him. He said like, go fuck yourself. And then we got, we went to a telegram chat. He explained, why he was upset and i was like oh that actually makes a lot of sense and so um yeah the the one thing that like i did feel bad about like if it was just me bro like i probably would have played it a little bit differently but because like david was sort of like lumped in with me as well like he didn't deserve that and so like i had to be very careful about everything because like fucking david didn't do anything wrong like and he actually likes tate and tate likes him so luckily like tate and david like actually still do have like somewhat of a relationship like all of Tate's like fake pages, like follow D um, and like they've ch like they've chatted. So like everything's cool, but like, yeah, like you, you realize pretty quickly like who you're playing with. Yeah. Cause like, it's like, it's really levels to like the internet world, right? Because we, we, you, well, mainly you, I'm starting to get more traction on Twitter, but I don't know if you remember when I told you and David this. It was like in February, me, you, and David had hopped on a call, and I had told you guys I had like 100 Twitter followers at the time. I was like, if I get to 150 followers, I'm gonna make my account private. Fuck all this, like fuck the internet shit. I don't know why the fuck I said that. I was like the dumbest thing I could ever say because now that I'm growing my account, I'm connecting with a lot of like cool ass people, right? And it's like the best thing I've, I've, I've ever done. But at the time, I was just saying that, like, oh, fuck, I don't really like money Twitter because that's when, like, all the engagement farming started to happen. Whereas, like, I just did this. Here's, like, a Google Doc, retweet, like, follow, <laughs> comment, send. And I was just like, yeah, I don't want to do this. Like, it's not me. Like, you know fuck what I mean? That, bro. If I ever do that, someone stole my account and I've been kidnapped. <laughs> you got a ghostwriter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never fucking do that um but it works like i i see i see the point of it right i i, I honestly like i get it you feel me like you you got to do what you got to do especially if you have a product that you want to sell or a community that you want to push like that's a great way to to get engagement right because now you have 500 people commenting send 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 right and off those 500 you might get five very good loyal customers right so i get it i'm not hating on it i get it it's just it's funny you say that because I just realized that I did something similar to that before the tool was available, like before Tweet Hunter was around and before Hype Fury offered the same thing. When I dropped that first course that I did, the Creative Human Marketing course, which like is basically no longer available, I sold it once and I like I felt bad about taking people's money. I didn't want to do it, um, but like I said, like you can get a twenty percent discount if you like retweet this and comment whatever. And I didn't have the tool, so I went through and DM'd the code to like. I think it was probably like 300 people <laughs> and I just sent it to everyone in my DMs maxed out and I had to go to my spam account and like DM them there. Mm -hmm. Like, bro, it was, it was brutal. So I get why people do it. Cause it does get good engagement, but just like, it's become a cliche now. It's just so stupid. So I like, yeah, a lot of stuff on money. Twitter is cringe. Yeah. I, I, I kind of like for me on money Twitter, my goal is that I want to be more so of like, here's like what i do in my life and here's some business tidbits um but more so just to show people that like you could live however you want to live you don't have to be like the most consummate like business professional mm -hmm. right still Dude, go like um big deals you, um, have, you have a cool brand like i i think that i think that you actually have huge potential because you're talking to a market that like most people don't think about when they're talking about making money online right um and i think like with your personality and like your your sort of story i think like you could have a you could have a massive audience like um i think like chris johnson did this really well where it's like there like before that it was just a bunch of fucking white kids drop shipping mm -hmm. right and then chris johnson shows up and like he shows like it doesn't matter what you look like you can yeah. do this you know what i mean and you don't need to have like any sort of victim mentality where when it comes to making money because like if you do the work money will roll in that's just how it works and right. so I, like you have a huge potential. I think you should really like in the next year, 
see if you can make a push and just try and like grow as much as you can because i think like whether you're selling your like agency offer like with seo or you're selling something else like i think that you are going to have a, a bunch of people who really really fuck with you mm -hmm. and, like and you, you'll print bro doesn't matter what you sell yeah because even though i started growing my twitter i'm getting a lot of um like business like people who are like you read my tweets and you want to partner up with me it's, it's like wow like and so like one day I, I went to the bars and the clubs with some of my friends and I came back and I was fucked up I was just on Twitter because I was gonna go post like um what I did that night and I get a DM from this um lady right and she was like hey Alex um, I'm, I'm interested in your SEO offer and I was just, like it took me aback I was just like what the fuck um and so I had talked to her and then she was like are you good to hop on a quick zoom call right now and so mind you I, I I'm not fucked up right i'm just like sure <laughs> and so i hop on the zoom call with her right and so we ended up talking and so now we're in the works of kind of like ironing out all the details and it's just like i'd rather go get partnerships off twitter than like actual clients off twitter because i feel like the partnerships will take me a lot further than like the individual clients um you might not know him but diego diaz he owns like a web design agency and he's in client, he's in client ascension um diego so me and him we talk almost every day like talk facetime almost every day and it's like all right cool that's my boy we're gonna go link up either in dallas or tampa whenever he moves out there and it's just like things like that means a lot more like having like a friend and like someone i could confide in means a lot more than like a client off twitter because me and diego we're gonna we're, all my all my clients any web design i send them over to diego and vice versa mm. um but i just have to see on how i want to grow my brand because I've grew my personal brand in high school doing just dickhead degenerate shit. Like remember my freshman year of high school, I had posted a tweet and it was me watching porn, right? And I had glasses, I had glasses on, right? And in the background, it was like this little white girl getting like dicked down by like eight black dudes, right? And I was like studying for finals is going fucking amazing. And I, and I, I got like 500 retweets and I, that had got me from like 400 followers to a thousand. And I was like, oh, bet, this is simple. But at the time, I was trying to go play like sports in college. And so my coach had called me and sat me down. And it was like, Alex, what the fuck are you doing? You know, coaches are seeing what you put on the internet. And I was just like, I don't care. Like, I'm 15. I don't care. <laughs> like, you feel yeah. me? And so, like, now it's like, okay, cool. I know I can't go do that shit no more. So I have to figure out how I can still get my talking points across and my brand point across um, and not have people think that I'm just like this degenerate that you just see on Twitter. So I guess I just have to sit back and like reflect and kind of go and see what accounts that are bigger and how they kind of move and operate and kind of see if that's something that I want to do. Um, yeah. But one thing that I do appreciate from you, right? Your TikTok account, it's actually like a lot of free game that people don't realize, like normal people don't realize that like everything that you say, if you just go and implement it, right? It's not going to be like one month, two months, three months, right? It might take you six months, but you'll eventually make that first $5,000 a month. And then once you make that first $5,000, I feel like the first $5,000 a month that you have is worth a lot more than the first $10,000 a month you have. You feel 100%. Me? Because that first $5,000, right? That puts you at, at $60,000 a year run rate, right? Like a normal job, you get out of college and you, you're ecstatic if you go get 60 racks. But now you extract the city racks out the world by providing value to other people. So that, that when I made my first five thousand, I was like, "Oh, this is simple." Like you feel me? I just have to go keep changing these fucking levers, and I start to print. Um, but it's always funny reading like the comments on your TikTok. It's like show, show, show receipts, show receipts, show receipts, and then you showed like your bank statements, and then you people was like uh, fake screenshot, Photoshop, and I was just like, no one else on TikTok is showing their fucking statements. No one else anywhere is showing like their bank statements, and it's just like, how are you like so stuck? In like the matrix that like you can't you don't realize that like it's a way out and then when that one guy like stitched you and was like this is kind of depressing he's so <laughs> he he's so stuck in like the work culture grinding 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 what if i just want to be lazy you know what if i just want to just chill yeah. and like he is like that's chill right but like you can still do this shit too like you can still be a lazy motherfucker and still make a lot of money you feel me if you get good at what you do um, sure bro i I actually don't take anything on TikTok personally. Like I, this is actually something that I'm kind of like surprised at because like on Twitter, like sometimes you'll get like comments from like some anonymous dude and like it'll fuck with you for like a week or something like that. Like I've had a couple of those where it's just like, I just think about it and it just like sticks with me. But like 
on TikTok, like it doesn't matter what someone says. Like, I just know like it's fucking TikTok, bro. Like you could literally do an entire hit piece on me and like, you know, make me look bad. Like I don't give a fuck. Like it's TikTok. You know what I mean? It's not even real. And like, I think it also helps that I do have an audience that actually does back me. Like I have 106,000 followers or something like that. Like those people, like those people actually fuck with me. Like they, they watch my shit. Like I get really good views and stuff like that. And I get really good engagement. And anytime I do a live, people are always super respectful and they ask good questions and stuff. So it's like, I don't expect that any of the things that we do are going to be for everyone. Mm -hmm. I always assume that there's going to be like 80% of people that watch my stuff are going to think like, this is bullshit. This is stupid. You're scamming people, whatever, whatever. That's fine. Because those 20% of the people, like you have to be polarizing. Like that's the secret. And it's like, it doesn't really work for most things, but especially for like online business style stuff, like you need to have people that hate you in order to really connect with people that are going to love you. And that's where my customers are. And that's where my followers are. And that's how I'm going to grow. And so like, you have to cast a wide net. If I wanted to do stuff and just talk about like super tactical and super boring stuff and like get 500 views and 499 of those views are people that like enjoy the content, like that's fine. But like, you need to go broad. Like I, that's been my strategy from jump is like, just talk to everyone instead of just talking to digital marketers, because like, that's not going to go viral on TikTok. No, I guess yeah. I'm get 5 million views on videos, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, that's kind of like my, my thing with, with uh, to Twitter as well, because I know it's some people, like, I, I get DMs from like regular ass dudes, right, who are black, right? And they're like, bro, just keep up the hard work. I see what you're doing, right? I have no interest in doing it, but like, your lifestyle is making me go harder in my nine to five job, and I just got a raise. It's like, all right, that's chill. Like, that's kind of like the point of like, why, why I'm doing everything. Um, yeah, just talking to like digital marketers, like being one, I understand that I'm a geek when it comes to SEO, right? All, all of us that are, have our agencies, we're geeks when it comes to our specific part of marketing. Right. And I don't want to be labeled as a geek. You feel me? I want to be like the cool motherfucker. You know, I got my, I, I print money out the sky. I do cool things. I go, I drink, I, I have like nice clothes. You feel me? I have like the pretty girls, mm -hmm. but at the same time, like, I don't want to just put that so far out there that's that all people follow me for you feel me i still want to have like that audience that follows me for some sort of like business for advice even if it doesn't relate to their exact business if if, if, if that makes sense um and so my, my, i guess my uh, my next question is like where do you see like you taking like your twitter brand in like the next like one to two years right because you had kind of like this exponential curve for where you went from a thousand and now i think you said at like twenty thousand something followers 28 like, 28 you did that curve up now like what's next leg up where do you see you're, you're taking like not only like your agency but also cash flow syndicate and then like all the different like business ventures that you have like what's like the next step dude I've, I've talked about this before bro i like genuinely do like want to be famous like that's something i've like thought about before where it's like do i want to be everywhere and that's sort of a decision you have to make in advance because like if you decide later that you don't want to be everywhere then it's too late right um, and I've decided like, that is the path that I want to go to. Like, I, I think, and I was actually talking about this with Dakota Robertson, the big, big tour guy, wrongs to right. Like, I think like in a couple of years, we're all going to have, instead of like 20 to 50,000 followers, like it's all going to be like 500 to a million. Like, I, I think that we are the first generation of like true, like influencers in this space and it's just going to get bigger. And mm -hmm. so like, because I see it just going like that, like not just for me or for you, but for everyone in the space. Yeah. Like even dudes right now who are sitting around with like 500 followers, like they're going to be at, you know, 20,000 in a few years if they just keep posting about what they're doing mm -hmm. um, because the whole industry is going to grow. So I want to get on YouTube. I think YouTube is going to be good. Um, TikTok, just, you know, keep doing what I'm doing there. Um, but yeah, man, I just like, I'm trying to be sort of like a content guy. I think like I have a pretty unique perspective and a pretty unique sort of like avatar like i think the reason it works is because like i don't look like sort of like a hustle grind type dude like i look like a regular guy like you get fucked up in the bars every day <laughs> like yeah i'm a regular guy i'm a lot more relatable than a lot of these like ty lopez types that are sitting in the hollywood hills mansion and they have like 50 cars you know what i mean so i think like that's going to be what's going to be able to pull up other people to be where we're at and like yeah i think like pretty soon like everyone's going to know who who we are and like that's that's where i think i want to help lead that along because like that's always been the goal it's like the agency is cool because I, i'm really good at email and um i like working with clients and i love my team and they're great um but like cashless syndicate 
and the course and like doing stuff with the personal brand like that is what the true mission is you know what i mean like i don't derive a ton of meaning from the agency it's fun for me but it's not like my mission you know what i mean like i don't really care about making the world have great emails like <laughs> no one's super passionate about it but i'm helping brands and i'm helping people and i think like the bigger mission the more like the bigger like value add is like just putting putting everyone on because like i i know that the transformation i had from out of college to where i am now has been fucking monumental and my life has gone from like not that great to really fucking good and i want a lot of people to have that same thing because i think i think uh the world would be a better place yeah but you're also super relatable bro like that's why i followed you bro so i was like bro I, i'm actually related to a lot of this shit that this motherfucker's saying and i was like bro, but it's it's fucking crazy because like we don't have anything in fucking like right when i followed you i was like we don't have anything in fucking common but this is all super fucking relatable tweets they're all fucking super funny and it's like all right for sure. like, I, fuck, I fuck with this guy fuck, I fuck with him heavy <laughs> um, and i feel like because like for me that's kind of like where i'm at right now right because the more people i talk to is like okay cool with this podcast i i think i could build something with this right i think that i can actually build like a like a massive podcast and a massive following right because i'm also going to have some athletes on, on, on my podcast some people in the nba some people in the nfl like prominent college players come on and it's like okay cool like i could actually build like something like super crazy because i'm talking to different people not just like marketers right i'm talking about athletes i'm talking to regular business guys i'm talking to regular people um i also want to get some girls on here as well yeah so, um and kind of talk about like like in a, like inner like relationship stuff like and how they see guys like us who have like their own businesses who have like kind of like like i hate the, i hate fucking saying it but like the red pill like mindset like you know what i mean like we're not like so far in the deep end where it's like women should just cook in the kitchen stay in the kitchen bitch make me a sandwich like we're not like that we're like we say like all right we don't put up with bullshit when it comes to women right it's like all right cool you're not fucking me you're not fucking with me and so i kind of want to have them on and kind of see like, okay cool what's your story like what is it from like the female's gaze and how does everything relate back to that because i feel like you know if i have a podcast that everyone can listen to right they might not listen to every episode but let's say i go get like a college player like i have a basketball player that plays at indiana we grew up together my boy and i actually had a facetime me him and gus gustav and because he, he asked me a question about email marketing and i was like fuck, who could i call right now because he was on facetime who could i add to the car right now that will pick up and will take his time and explain it to the guy so he, we had like an hour-long conversation with him and it's like all right cool if i can just keep doing things like that I could get famous, but I don't necessarily want to be like famous, right? I still want to have like a semi-private lifestyle because um, I don't want to go out and get recognized. You feel me? Because like for me, it's just like, ah, oh, fuck. Like you feel me? It's just like a lot of pressure because I don't want to, I, I don't, me personally, I don't want to be a role model. Like you feel me? I, I, I want to be more so, of someone where it's like, you could take the good and the bad from my life and make your own determination if you want to pursue the same type of lifestyle but i'll never tell someone this is what you need to do you feel me because who am i you feel me like i'm just a record on the internet <laughs> it makes you feel any better bro like being recognized is not like what you think it is like it's not like being harassed it's really just people that are like hey yo i saw you on twitter or i saw uh, or are you aloe oh yo what's up like it's super like friendly and like casual like most people aren't gonna like fucking like fuck especially the type of fans that we are going to have and that we do have now where it's like it's not like teenage girls and it's not like fucking weirdo children like it's like dudes between 16 and 25 that like are building businesses and have some fucking respect you know what i mean like those are the people that follow us yeah. and so like you'll like you can get pretty fucking famous without ever being like harassed in public yeah. and i think like if you're gonna go for it then fucking go for it bro and actually when you were when you were talking i had a sort of thought where it was like as we evolve like our reach evolves too where it's like you were talking about how you want to get like athletes like football players and fucking boxers in the podcast like that's like your arm of it and like i want to get like content guys like let's say one day i get like graham stefan or like i already got like sebastian georgia like he's pretty good. like he's he's the fucking man and then david's gonna have like politicians and like bill i don't know what who david's gonna have on his podcast but it's gonna be some like sort of like oligarchs that are just running the world from behind the scenes because like it's, it's also interesting because we start this podcast right we're just like money twitter that's gonna be like our main audience and then you like you kind of do it and just like this could go up so much bigger than this like you feel me um yeah david that's like an inch like oh, he's a cool ass dude but like talking to him like he's so fucking like smart and he's so articulate with what he says and like his tonality right 
I can see him having like just having like a tight like influence on, on, on the world, like you feel me, but not as polarizing in some topics. You feel me? He'll be he'll be polarizing in topics that make sense, right? But like Tate, like I he's not that polarizing to me because I've been following him for a long time. But like David, yeah, someone, I could yeah. see I, I could see him going on like a Tate like run and he's laying like the groundwork down right now. Um so like it's always it's always interesting seeing like who's gonna like who's gonna be what and like how we're gonna shape out like one two three five years from now, because mm-hmm. um, we never fucking know. You feel me? One day we might just be like, "Fuck this! I just want to be a regular snow Joe. I'm gonna live in the fucking cabins." Um, yeah, so. yeah. Some people just want to get rich and get off the grid. Yeah, I'm not really like that. I think like that used to be what I wanted, where it's like, all right, let me just run up a quick like twenty mil. And like, I never have to talk to anyone again. I'll just go hide in, in the in the woods, right? Mm-hmm. And just have an estate and just like chill there. But like, I don't know, maybe it's just because I'm young, but like, no, nah, dude, I want to be everywhere. Like you realize that like once you start like traveling a ton and like just going and having like wicked experiences in other countries and meeting people and stuff like that, like you don't want to be off the grid. No. It's way more fun to just like, to just be everywhere. And if you have to roll with security, just pay the fucking fee. Yeah, some dudes behind you, and then you're good, bro. Like you see, but you see me. I'm I'm not. I'm I'm like six two, like two thirty. Like you feel me? So like I'm a pretty like built built guy. So yeah. like Security. I, I and I hang out with built like bigger guys too. Like we're all built. So it's like all right, cool. I could just have my friends, and then maybe if I get like two million followers or like a hundred and fifty followers, maybe that's when I'll start rolling with security. Um, because I, I I do get interesting DMs. Like I get some of the craziest DMs. That I don't know why people DM me this. So it's like uh, I can see why people think that I'm this way, but that's like something that will that I'll have to like make a determination in the future. But um, yeah, so my last thing for you is like, where can people find you? Right, we've had a great podcast. Um, we talked for about 53 minutes. We're a little over. So like, where can people find you on like Twitter or TikTok as well? Yeah, yeah, Cardinal Mason everywhere. Instagram. I guess you could follow me on Instagram. I'm kind of, I'm trying to hit 10K actually. Really? I I will say though, I did buy 500 followers in December. <laughs> I can't remember why. Everyone thinks I buy followers. You're partially right. I did buy 500 followers because I thought it was going to make me look better. Yeah. To, to Miami bitches. Um, <laughs> like, like, so almost all of them are real. I'll say yeah. Um, so yeah, you can follow me on Instagram. It's Mason X Doer. Um, which is my real name, but yeah, dude. Um, if you ever want to chat, if you ever want to like talk to me about business, just join Cashless Syndicate and message me in the Discord, and I will always answer those. So, yep, there you guys have it. Another episode of the Allocast, and I'll see you guys later. God bless.